This is Theology for the Rest of Us with your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from the great city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to this episode of the podcast. Thank you for allowing me and this podcast to have a voice in your life. I am um, so, so thankful, so grateful for that. So thank you so much. This is episode 276. And um, in this episode, we are going to tackle an important topic. And the topic is, should we value all opinions? Before we get to the topic at hand, a quick reminder, the podcast has a website. The website is theologyfortherestofus.com. And on the website, I've got lots of recommended resources, books, blogs, curriculums, things of that nature. And I just recently updated my all-time favorite books list, which you can find on the website as well. So check that out, theologyfortherestofus.com. All right, let's get to the topic at hand. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, should we value all opinions? Or I guess I could say it this way. Are all opinions of equal value? Are all opinions created equal? Should we give credence to all opinions and all theological positions? And the answer is no. And again, I know that sounds offensive to some people. I know it sounds like we're devaluing certain people if we say we're not going to value their opinion. So, so let me unpack it for a moment. Um, I'm not saying that people aren't valuable. Every human being is valuable. Every human being should be treated with dignity and respect. Every human being is made in the image of God. However, not every human being is qualified to assert their opinions on every topic. We need to be, we need to be clear about that. Um, let me give you a quick example. Currently, as of the recording of this podcast, the NBA Finals is going on. That's the, the championship series. Um, and it's, it's a best-of-seven series, so in many cases, they may play up to seven games. Um, one of the best players, uh, many people would argue the best player for the Golden State Warriors, one of the teams in the finals, his name is Kevin Durant. And in a few weeks, Kevin Durant's going to be a free agent, meaning he can go to any team he wants after this. And I'm a pretty big sports fan, so I've had many people ask me, hey, Kenny, what do you think? Do you think Kevin Durant is going to leave the Golden State Warriors and go to another team? Is he going to go to the, the Los Angeles Lakers to hook up and play with LeBron? Is he going to go to New York Knicks? Or is he going to go to the Clippers or this or that? I've had multiple people ask me that question. And I frequently respond by saying simply this, um, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have a qualified opinion on the topic. I've never met Kevin Durant. I have no idea what he's thinking. I don't know what he wants. I don't know what his life goals are. I don't know what he's motivated by. I don't know anyone who's in his inner circle. I don't know his agent. I don't know anyone in his entourage. I've never met anyone in his family. I have no idea. Why would you ask me? There's only one person on the planet that I think is qualified to answer that question. And that's Kevin Durant. Right? Maybe a few people really close to him. That's about it. The fact that there are lots of people opining and speculating, I think, is silly. None of us know. We don't have an opinion that's worth listening to because none of us have the information that would lead us to a qualified opinion. Now, many of us may have an opinion. Many people have opinions on the topic. I think he's definitely going to do this or he's definitely going to do this. But you really don't know. You're just making stuff up. You're just speculating. Now, that's sort of a silly example. But the reality is I think that's what a lot of people do in a lot of other areas when it comes to things like theology or politics or ethics or morality, things that we ought to do in our culture, 
I've heard people make all kinds of assessments and give conclusions and assert opinions about things they would have no way of knowing. They don't have the information that leads them, leads them to having a quality opinion. And in that case, that opinion isn't all that helpful and isn't all that valuable. And in fact, in many cases, could actually be detrimental, right? Let's say you get violently ill and I give you an opinion. Now, Let's say a doctor comes along and he gives you a different opinion. Whose opinion should you listen to? You should listen to the doctor, right? K Kenny's not a medical doctor. I don't have any medical training, right? I'm CPR certified. That's, that's, that's the best I got, I got offer you, right? I, I, I did a, a one-day class in CPR versus a doctor who's done 10 years of, of, of university training. Who should you listen to? You should listen to the doctor, not Kenny Ortiz. I don't know what I'm talking about, right? His opinion is going to be far more valuable. And if you choose... Kenny, or Kenny Ortiz's opinion on medicine over his opinion, um, it may lead you to making a really bad choice. It may harm you in one way or another, right? It, it could lead you to harming your physical body in one way or another if you trust Kenny over a doctor. So don't do that, right? Some opinions are qualified because they're rooted in quality information. They're founded upon good information and rational thought. However, there's lots of people who have opinions, but they're not founded in good information. It's founded on in, in information that's erroneous in some way or founded upon a thought process that's really irrational and overly subjective and quite honestly uh, contrary to what qualified opinions may be giving you and saying. And so I, I think a lot of times people have opinions about things that really aren't all that helpful, and we want to be careful to not make choices that could be detrimental or embrace doctrines or thoughts based on opinions or positions that aren't really rooted in quality information and rational thought. I've had multiple conversations around this with several people over the last few months. I can think of at least five or six conversations I've had with friends and people that I've connected to over the last few months about the, the plethora of opinions and conclusions and assessments that are being thrown out there in, in the echo chambers of the world and ultimately, lots of people are fighting for opinions and thought processes, but sometimes they don't really know what they're talking about. Not all opinions are created equal. We shouldn't give credence to all opinions. Not all opinions are trustworthy. Sometimes we need to use critical thinking skills and, and consider what that opinion is rooted in or founded upon. And sometimes it's okay to look at someone in the face, look at someone in the eyes, and graciously and kindly say, your opinion is not rooted in quality information Therefore, I, I don't think it's nearly as valuable as these other opinions. And again, we want to be extremely kind. We want to be gracious. We don't want to be you know, picking fights unnecessarily. We don't, we don't want to fracture relationships. We want to be diplomatic. But we also want to speak with boldness and clarity. And sometimes some opinions aren't valuable. And we want to be able to be honest about that. Um, last thing I'll tell you. I, I had a conversation recently um, with a small group of people. And I'm going to kind of make it ambiguous because I don't want anyone listening to this to know what the situation was. Um, so I'll leave some large chunks of it out. But, but basically, I, I had a conversation with someone. It was a small group of people. And we were talking about a particular passage of Scripture. And and basically, this particular passage of Scripture can be basically, in, you know, could be interpreted one of two ways. And and basically, when I studied this passage of Scripture, when I studied the, the, the Greek syntax and the Greek grammar, it became pretty abundantly clear to me that of the two interpretations, one of them just doesn't make sense. And then I went and read a bunch of commentaries by a bunch of scholars who are Greek scholars and New Testament scholars, and they pretty much kind of all agreed with me on that. 
pretty much all of them, for the most part, were taking this one particular side of the, the argument, so to speak. But there are some Christians that take this other side of the argument. And so I was in a small group setting talking about it, and, and I basically said, well, you know, there, there are two opinions out there, but really, you know, one of them is pretty clear. And one of the guys in the small group spoke up and said, well, I've heard it both ways. You know, both of these are, are valuable. Both are viable. So we can't just discount them. You know, I, I've heard it both ways. So I, whatever. It, it, basically, he was implying that it would be inappropriate for me to come down hard on one side and have a strong opinion on one particular interpretation because, well, there's people who disagree, and so who are we to kind of come down hard on it? And I I probably said this in a little more combative manner than I probably should have, but I looked him in the eye and I said, what, you've heard it two ways, you're saying? He's like, yeah, I've heard it two ways. And again, he was implying that, hey, you know, we... We really shouldn't come down on one side. He said, yeah, I've heard it both ways, so we can go either way. And I looked him right in the eye, and I said, well, you, you've heard it one way wrong. That's what I said. Because I, I'm 100% convinced, as are a lot of scholars, that that the Greek grammar, the Greek syntax, simply does not allow for one of those opinions to be accurate. Now, I'm not a biblical languages expert. I have taken biblical languages at the seminary level. I'm not an expert by any means. However, I... I'm, I'm studying it for myself. My opinion is not rooted in random, haphazard, you know, thought, ir- irrational thought. I'm not just being flippant. My, my opinion is based on study and research. And I do believe it is 100% clear that one of these interpretations is flawed and just simply inconsistent. It's, it, it does not work with the, it's not compatible with the, the Greek syntax and the Greek grammar of the original writing of that particular passage of Scripture. So am I now beholden to the fact that there are different opinions? Am I required to value the other opinion? No, I, I'm not. It's okay for me to say, hey, yeah, there are two opinions out there in, in Christendom, in, in evangelical circles, and one of them is consistent with the biblical text, and one of them is not. One of those opinions is not all that valuable and not all that helpful, and in fact, potentially leads to some theology that I believe is harmful or detrimental. Therefore, I don't feel obligated to give credence to it. I don't feel obligated to think it's trustworthy. I don't feel obligated for the sake of getting along and being friends and to, to, to lie and pretend like I think one of those opinions is valuable when I don't think it's all that valuable. Now, again, we want to be kind and gracious and diplomatic, and it's definitely an area where I struggle sometimes. We want to speak with boldness and, and, and clarity. And we want to know that sometimes some opinions are qualified and they're worth listening to. And sometimes some opinions, they're not qualified and they're not worth listening to. They're founded on erroneous information or irrational thought. Or, or, or people are motivated to, to listen to all opinions just because they want to kind of get along, go along to get along kind of idea. They're, just, they're being peacemakers for, just for the sake of peacemaking in a way that actually could be harmful or detrimental to people in a long-term manner, and I don't think that is a Christ-honoring way to approach uh, assessing different opinions. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast that was packed with my opinions, and you are welcome to discredit and devalue my opinions if, if for some reason you think they are not founded in good information or if I'm being irrational in any way whatsoever. Hey, if you have a, a question about anything I said or if you want me to clarify anything, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.